0: Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, a lo fi, sci fi audio theater anthology series made for late nights and strong drinks. Join us monthly as we broadcast a pirate signal across time and space. Featuring stories, songs, and frequencies from a rotating list of voice actors, writers, storytellers, and musicians. If you're looking for high-quality science fiction, skin-crawling horror, and other genre fiction, listen to The Ugly Radio on the Pod Moth Network, now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Ugly Radio. See you in the void. store neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready, and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast, this is Lillian, and with me is Willow. Hello. Hi. Hi. So this is our last case for American Horror Story Month. <laughs> <laughs> It feels good to complete a month, does it not? It always does. Well, before we get started, I want to talk about next month's theme. We'd like to reveal (laughs) the theme at the end of the month. Okay. Okay. Just just a quick, this is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. House
1: of Horrors. House of Horrors Month. And what does that mean, Willow? That means the, oh, there's, it's going to be a lot of trigger warnings is what that means.
0: Yeah, you know, anytime uh, you hear a news story or news article where it's like, it mm-hmm. was a house of horrors. Yeah. We're covering cases like that, so they're going to be it's rough you lots know. of domestic issues, a yes. lot
1: of, um, mental health. Re- yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. and so and a lot of survivors, like not everybody survives in these stories, but, but this is a do. month yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I do like those, they're hopeful to me. Yes. So, moving right along, um, Um, This time, I'm going to be covering Nellie Bly. She inspired the character of Lana Winters in Asylum. Other than feigning mental illness to get into an asylum and being a journalist, the story deviates pretty heavily from the inspiration. Mm -hmm. And while Lana was definitely my favorite character, and Sarah Paulson did a great job, the real Nellie Bly story is just... it's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. is this true crime related I mean kind of adjacent exquant. adjacent yes. but I think I wanted to end this month on a really positive note mm. because we ran into a really common theme this month and that mm. if it involved a woman who was a historical figure yes her story didn't get told yes and it's obscured by lies yes and manipulation sexualization and sexualization and it became his story not her story right And I'm going to start with a quote. I said I could And I would And I did I fucking love her so oh. much God damn it I love Nellie
1: Bly I, That got oh. me in my feet. she. Can I just say Before you like Really get you into can. it Just for the listeners um, This woman is such A huge inspiration to me mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be A journalist And I wish Little Willow Knew about Nellie Bly Back whenever I was Going to like go into school Indy. And everything um, But yeah I was going to do This episode I'm really glad That you're doing it Instead but I, so I watched a lot of documentaries and stuff, too, and I just fell in love with her. And I know you did, too. And I know the listeners are going to as well. She's just freaking amazing and talented. She and is great. amazing. And yeah, I'm excited about this episode. Continue.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, she has provided inspiration I mean, really more than that, but we're, we'll get into it. Yes. I, I love her very yes. much. In the late 1800s, imagine this, if you are listening and you're not a woman or you're some other gender, but you're a woman. You have little in the way of rights or personal freedoms. You are expected to marry and produce children and caretake your home. You are to be obedient Silent. You are to be willing when your husband wants you, regardless of how you feel, and turn a blind eye to his dalliances and affairs. Mm-hmm. Y'all, this is just the world of Victorian. Can you have a bank era. account? No. Can you own land? Not usually.
1: Can you own your own, own own your own house? No. Can you go to the bank and open a bank account? No, yeah, you're not really allowed to travel by yourself. Vote? No. Yeah. Okay, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah
0: You're like a chair Yeah How? Yeah
1: Yeah and You are owned by somebody You are not
0: just a vacant Because that's thing. what
1: Taking the last name meant It mm-hmm. meant to show the Like The owner
0: of property Mm-hmm Because you're property
1: Yes That's why if you married Multiple times You would carry on the last name Every time A lot of the time Mm-hmm Yes
0: So you You may have ambition You must smother Yeah Dreams You let die Until one day You read the newspaper There's an article. What are girls good for? And according to the article, not fucking much. Cooking and cleaning. Mm -hmm. You've smashed down so much hurt, rage, and injustice, you are choking on it. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Use all that rage and write a scathing letter to the editor. It is so eloquent (laughs) and so beautiful, you are offered a fucking job. (laughs) Goddamn. This is the story of Nellie Bly, almost forgotten by history. We're going to talk about this badass woman. Without her, we wouldn't have known the horrors of Victorian-era insane asylums. Mm -hmm. She pioneered investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. Yes, a woman. And just like so many women before her and after her who paved the way, she was swept aside by history. Mm -hmm. So we're going to tell her story. That's right. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Y'all... We wouldn't have the Hunter S. Thompsons. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of that Mm -hmm. shit without Nellie Mm Blood. She did it first Mm -hmm. as a woman in Victorian era America. Come on She pretty much invented it She invented this shit (laughs) She's such a badass Oh my god I'm so excited So good Yes So good Yes She was born Elizabeth Cochran On May 4th 1864 In Cochran Mills Pennsylvania One of 15 children She was born to her father's second wife Her childhood nickname was Pinky Because she loved the color pink Mm -hmm. And that's about all she wore However as she grew up She longed to be taken seriously She had a lot to say about a lot of stuff But her name was Pinky And it was too cute Nobody was listening Yeah So she dropped the nickname And the color Her father passed away When she was only six years old And he didn't leave a will And this fucked their family Yeah Yeah, 15 kids Mm-hmm I mean, they were okay with money Mm -hmm. until he died, Mm -hmm. but now they don't have any money. Right. And it's rough. They were forced to move from Cochran's Mill to Pittsburgh, and Elizabeth went to school in Indiana, Pennsylvania, but she could only stay one term due to financial hardship. She was not well-educated formally, but this girl is smart. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I love that she barely has any school, and she's just right so beautifully, so eloquently, with so mm-hmm. much empathy. I, <laughs> <laughs> she moved in with her mother and brother. It was here she tried to find work. Although she hadn't had much in the way of schooling, she'd had more than her two older brothers who found work much more easily than she did. And I'll give you one guess as to why that is. Mm-hmm. She's a woman. hmm So she knew why, and she knew she picked, like, and she's, like, simmering in frustration. So when she picks up this fucking newspaper, (laughs) and it's got this article, what are, you know, girls good for? It's like, this is why I can't get a job. Yeah. In the Pittsburgh Dispatch. She's fucking done mm-hmm. She's like oh hell no Cause the article pretty much details What women are good for and that's having babies mm-hmm. It's very critical of w- women who go to work And she's just like Mm-mm She just can't Like handle it She immediately writes a very angry letter to the editor She used the pen name Nellie Bly When she got the job Which was from a popular song at the time And right away there was something different About Nellie that made her stand out From other reporters Not that she was able to show You know these injustices Because she couldn't She is relegated to writing only Women's articles like Mm -hmm. women's issues Like how to iron an apron Real good Mm -hmm. and throw a great cocktail party (laughs) It's that kind of shit How to entertain at a good party with your friends she's so
1: frustrated what colors to decorate with in the fall versus the spring
0: exactly <laughs> so what did she do she fucking quit mm. she's like nah fuck this mm. I am not gonna do this to myself now Nellie Bly she moved to New York City to pursue a better more rounded career in journalism what do you think happened mm. uh, no one would hire her yep. she spent over a year there She moved there in 1886, and by 1887, she's frustrated, angry, and fucking fed up. And you may ask yourself, what are the chances of another angry outburst netting her a job? Mm -hmm. You know, pretty low. But that's exactly what fucking happened. So, I love this so much. She goes into one of the most prestigious newspapers in the world, the New York world, Mm -hmm. who is... The editor and the owner of the paper is Joseph Pulitzer. Yes, Pulitzer Prize. Yep. She marches up in there and she's like, listen here, you are going to hire me and I'm going to write articles about the struggle of immigrants coming to this country. And he's like, oh, am I now? And she's like, you bet your ass you are. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to hire you, but that's not what I want you to write about. I want you to write about the conditions in the Blackwell Asylum. It is a notorious asylum in New York And she's like Bet I will do it Now he only told her to write One article But she's got a big idea Yeah And y'all This is batshit I would not do this This for is her so first, scary For yeah, her first gig For her first Like her first actual gig Yeah She's like, you know what? There's no way I can know what conditions are like unless I'm a fucking patient. Oh so terrifying it's so fucked up Dude it's so fucked up Oh it's so fucked up She goes to like one of those like weird Council houses where women get work and get help And stuff if they're homeless and she's like I am crazy as fuck She is just (laughs) really carrying on She's crying she's inconsolable They fucking arrest her Take her before a judge She is manhandled Her freedom is taken away And then she's taken to Bellevue Mm -hmm. Hospital in New York. Mm -hmm. Now, Bellevue is nice. Kind of. You know, not nice, but it's not dirty. Everybody seems well taken care of. It is very clean. She is treated with massive disrespect. She meets with a doctor. He doesn't even ask her any questions. And he's immediately like, oh, yeah, she's nuts. She's crazy. And I just think that that is just wild to me like the, they're not even asking her any questions mm-hmm. just well you're a woman so
1: clearly you've gotten this far So you're, you're obviously crazy, crazy. Yeah. women women were more prone to fits of hysteria and absolute lunacy oh, yeah mm-hmm
0: so I am going to, since it, to me, this is the most interesting, she does a lot of interesting things in her life, but this right. is the most interesting. Right. And it's really what the American Horror Story Asylum yeah. season is about. So I'm going to really focus on that. I'm going to detail in her own words, too. Right. Th- what happened. Because this, y'all, catapults her to fame, right?
1: Well, and her one stipulation before going in was that, like, she'll act crazy to get in, but as soon, like, i mean, big quotes on the crazy part, yeah. But anyway, she was gonna act insane, like, like like she had a mental problem, and then once she got in, she was gonna act normal and stay acting normal the entire time. Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah, sorry. I got it. (laughs) She spent ten days. Inside Blackwell's And documented it In a six part series Called Ten Days in the Madhouse And it wasn't that she Just had first hand experience And reported on it She did so with empathy Compassion And a straightforward And unflinching style Which is kind of her calling card hmm it's just, people were immediately captivated by her, not only because she was a woman, because she's a smart woman, and she's got a lot to say, and it made them really think. Because people didn't think about the vulnerable right. and the disadvantaged. Right. The same way, I mean, shit. I, I say the same way we do today, which we're like shit today, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my God, you gotta love her. She broke that glass ceiling so hard. She really did. She really did. Mm-hmm. She broke the mold. So... What was it like in asylums back then? Nothing short of a horrific nightmare. Yeah. She was housed in the women's building, naturally. The threat of sexual assault of the patients was ever present. Starvation, icy cold baths, isolation, beatings. It was more like a concentration camp than a hospital. They were abused, fed disgusting food, and little care was given to them. It was a place of darkness and despair, and death. Disease ran rampant in the unsanitary conditions. Mm -hmm. And y'all, this is smallpox is going around. Spanish flu is about to hit. I mean, tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. If you are going to house a bunch of people together during that time, things need to be real fucking spick and span, and they're not... Once inside, she dropped the pretense of insanity, and she was determined to act just like herself. Right. She wanted to know if this made a difference, if the doctors and nurses would notice, if that would change how they treated her. Exactly. And the answer is, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, once you're in, mm-hmm. you're done. Yep. From, and here's a quote in what she said about it From the moment I entered the insane, insane Ward on the island, I made no Attempt to keep up the assumed role of insanity I talked and acted just As I do in ordinary life It's strange to say The more sanely I talked and acted The crazier I was thought to be by all Except one physician, whose kindness And gentle ways I shall not soon forget It's like I don't know Like when I read this, it's just like the people there who are tasked with caring for these vulnerable people, many of them not mentally ill, for the record. Right. There are reasons why women lost their shit back then. <laughs> yeah. it had nothing to do with mental illness. It's okay to have angry reactions to really fucked up shit. The, like, work being worked until exhaustion. Um, unsafe, like, conditions if you had to work outside of your home, like in textile mills and shit. Man, crushing mm-hmm. poverty. I mean being forced to carry men's babies. Over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Being abused by your spouse mm-hmm. by your family. Oh. Uh, yep. yep. Yeah. She found that most treated those vulnerable and weak with no empathy and no small amount of cruelty. Her first days there shattered her natural optimism. The windows were open and let cold air in, and this is in Bellevue. So this is before she gets to Blackwell. Because Bellevue is kind of like an intermediary place where they hold you for a little while right. and then send you to your final destination. Mm-hmm. When she complained to the nurses, she's like shivering. She's afraid she will freeze to death. They straight up told her like, yeah, deal with it. This is all funded by charity, so beggars can't be choosers. Ew. And I find that so fucked up. Yeah. And it's just... She's just almost in disbelief Like why would you be this intentionally cruel To people who are suffering I don't get it But Bellevue is fucking paradise Compared to Blackwell's Yeah So A doctor examines her Like I said Immediately deems that not only is she a prostitute But he declares her Positively demented That was put put in her paperwork And that she was a prostitute Yes I mean, not that that was bad, but they. But like, he just looked at her and was like, yep. Prostitute. God. Though he had no evidence for any of that. He didn't even speak to her, really. Immediately, Blackwell is different. She is made to wait 45 minutes standing in a long line for supper. Supper is hard bread, rancid butter, and three prunes. She is given a pink liquid that they call tea, but all she can taste is copper. Even though she's famished after not really eating for nearly two days, she is literally unable to eat it. It is vile. Mm-hmm. After this inedible meal, she is taken to be bathed. One of the patients is to bathe her with a dirty rag and a tub of icy cold water. Most of the staff and patients are all watching. She is a modest person, and this is horrifying to her. Mm-hmm they force her to strip with threats of how not gentle they'll be if she doesn't do it herself while she pleads with them shivering teeth chattering she's scrubbed roughly by the other woman who is actually mentally ill and just kind of gibbering nonsense and delusional talk she is terrified it's a dehumanizing and humiliating experience She is so traumatized by this experience, she can't sleep. So instead, she spends the whole night noting to herself that the place is a bad accident waiting to happen. Every door to the patient's rooms are individually locked, and there are bars on all the windows. If a fire were to break out, all 300 women kept there will burn to death. Mm. There are no fire exits, no escapes. And y'all, this became kind of a hot topic after the, like, Chicago fire... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even before that, anytime there was a big fire in cities, they'd be like, oh, everyone was trapped in that building and died. There's a reason there are fire escapes, fire exits. Right, right. It's because people died horrifically mm-hmm. before then, unable to escape buildings. Then she takes note of the poor hygienic conditions of the place. All the patients are bathed one after another without the bathwater being changed. There are 300 of them. Ew know oh, why? I don't know. Ugh. And there's some other shit here. This is gr- gross, y'all. So prepare. I don't know why they're doing this, like using a comb on the women's pubic hair. That's so unnecessary. Leave my hairs alone. I've never. No. But they do. They comb all their hair, and the same comb is used. And let's be clear: not everybody there's disease-free or like louse-free. Yeah. But they don't care. Ew. They don't care if there's breakouts and pustules on their genitals or not. The same towel is used to dry off all the patients. If you're last in line, it's wet. Well, if you're third in line, it's wet. During the day, the truly delusional and disturbed, the violent, they're all... Like made to walk Kind of single file And they're tied to this rope By a leather belt around their waist And they are screaming And sobbing and wailing They're terrified They don't understand what's happening to them And I just It's just sad Mm -hmm. Nellie and the less disturbed patients Are made to sit on benches all day Without moving or speaking If they disobey They are struck and reprimanded
1: Jesus
0: Nellie recalled the treatment of a woman named Urena she was brought in and claimed she was 18 years old while clearly being older she's got some kind of cognitive disability the nurses then belittle and torment the woman for days teasing her about her age telling her she's really 32 it's in her paperwork oh you just wish you were young what the fuck until the woman is sobbing and crying hysterically They then set upon her, beating her, choking her. She had marks on her neck the next day that were plainly visible. my god. But the worst abuses came from a place in the asylum ironically called the retreat. It was a place of abuse and punishment where the cruel nurses delighted in abusing the patients. One woman, punished for crying, was beaten with a broom handle until she had internal injuries. Then a sheet was tied around her head and neck and she was submersed in an icy cold bath until she passed out. Oh my God. Another woman had her ribs broken and was effectively waterboarded in those ice baths. Yeah. You know, they'd submerge her until she passed out. They'd revive her and do it over and over and over and over. Yeah. Bly called it a human rat trap, where it was easy to get in and impossible to get out. They drugged the patients with morphine, which made them hallucinate and pass out, and it also made them dependent. Mm-hmm. If you went insane you probably lost your mind once inside her six-part series on the horrors of blackwell saw a million dollars in donations and calls for reform a million dollars back then wow that was her first gig though right jesus that's amazing it would be many years before reform happened how many y'all still has not yeah okay um reagan kind of ended state-run mental hospitals um i've had experiences with roommates who really did need some institutional help yes. there isn't any mm-hmm. we had nowhere to take her mm-hmm. she just suffered and god you guys like it's it's just sad and you know thanks, reagan. get help i just hope you're in the butthole torture part of hell yeah. frankly Nellie was only 23 years old when she fucking did this. (laughs) What a bad bitch. I didn't know my ass from a hole in (laughs) the ground when I was 23. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I encourage all of you to read 10 Days in the Madhouse. I will link it. It's free to Mm -hmm. read. Her prose is so eloquent and smart. She has such a sharp wit and keen eye for observation. And you'd think, y'all, that this is enough to <laughs> go down in history as one of the greats. She ain't done, folks. No. <laughs> Nellie then goes to travel the world in less than 80 days. Why? Because she fucking can. Mm-hmm. She wants to break the fictional record that Jules Verne set in his book, Around the World in 80 Days. Mm-hmm. So she fucking does. Mm-hmm. A woman? <gasps> oh! <laughs> but where was she put her petticoats? What if she's accosted? <laughs> She
1: can't do that by herself. She can't I carry hear, her
0: bag. I hear if the wind blows too hard, a woman will die. <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. After reading the book published in 1873, Nellie asserted she could make the trip in 75 days. Her editor didn't want her to go because he sucked. He told her, <laughs> only a man can do this. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, well then find one and we'll see who wins. Bet bet (laughs) (laughs) she's like i will beat him Mm -hmm. so the editor's like oh my god you're just not gonna let this go and she's like i'm not gonna Mm -mm. let it go Mm -mm." and he's like okay go fine i love her persistence she just won't quit i love it off she set ready to travel the entire fucking world little did she know she had competition Mm. the editor of cosmetopolitan magazine elizabeth bisland she inspired another woman to go do the same fucking thing. I love it. And what's funny is the difference in styles between Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bislin. Elizabeth is like, oh, yes, I'm upon the emerald waters of the sea, enjoying a nice appartee as the (laughs) Arabian winds tossle my hair ever so gently. Ever so gently. It's like, (laughs) it's like versus me going around the world or like Kim K going around the world. I'm like, I saw me a camel, woo! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Banjo. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just Nellie's more down to earth. Yes. Okay. She's yes. like, mm, we're doing this. She's just mm-hmm. straightforward. She tells you what's up. Mm-hmm. She is respectful of everywhere she goes. Does she have trouble? No, not like everyone would assume. She's fine. Yeah. She has a good time. Because she's a people person. She's so good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. And like... I don't know. It's really good. So who won? (laughs) Nellie won. And she beat Jules Jules Verne, too. She arrived home in 72 days, Elizabeth in 75. She beat her own record. She beat her own fucking record. (laughs) Because this bitch don't stop. Her quest inspired board games Mm -hmm. and articles and her book that she wrote about it. Garnered her fame and fortune Once again a mail- man Told her nah and she said Watch me Mm-hmm. This gave rise to something called stunt girl reporters. And this was during the age of yellow journalism, which continued on really until like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just where you could just make up things. There's no fact checking. Yeah. There's no integrity. Just sell papers. Mm-hmm. And these cute girls, they'd be cutie like young girls being like, I'm here on the scene being cute. <laughs> <killed." laughs> was so popular back then. Mm-hmm. It was like the flight attendant of the time. But here's the problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. It made women Because men were threatened clearly By this woman going and being like Look at this cool shit I'm just fucking doing Pussies Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got myself put in an insane Asylum Mm -hmm. what did you do Mm -hmm. And so they're like Oh well they're just cute little girls Being cute It reduced us and sexualized us again Mm -hmm. And it took away from serious Journalism And then you don't really see women in journalism again for a while. Brains can't have boobs. Ew. That doesn't... That that makes the boobies less hot. Yeah. If they have thoughts and feelings. Gross. Yeah. Damn, that's just a receptacle for my wiener. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. So she married a millionaire And he died about 40 years Before her own death in 1922 And because men suck And her finances got So he screwed up her finances She ended up having to go back To journalism Even though she'd retired Mm. She was out of money Um, They had no children She did not have time for that But it makes you wonder Doesn't it How many women I didn't learn about Nellie Bly in school Why didn't I learn about Nellie Bly in school why? Mm-hmm. I learned about yellow journalism. She's, in she's a historical badass. She's lit, she pioneered investigative journalism, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's so big. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so dangerous. She was mm-hmm. twenty three. Yep. My good God! She broke a glass ceiling. She made a new thing. Why are we not talking about her all the time? I didn't know who the fuck she was. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, American Horror Stories has some sins to make up for with Coven, okay? They just really (laughs) did voodoo dirty in that, and witchcraft and people in general. Mm. But y'all without American Horror Story, I would have never heard of Nellie Bly. Right. So I got to give it props for telling Mm. some lesser known stories. Right. Shedding some
1: light on some issues because, I mean, just the way that they treat, I mean, society has treated mental health is terrifying. It's so scary. especially back
0: then, it's just terrifying. All the lobotomies Mm and ice baths and just torture and rape and it's just disgusting. And so, I don't know. I just want us all to think about that. Like, The movie Hidden Figures Y'all didn't know Women of Color Made Us Go to the Moon Mm. That's why it's called Hidden Figures Because we didn't know About them And here they're just sitting While all these white boys Get all the credit For all Like without their math We couldn't have done it
1: Right
0: And they weren't even allowed To use the same water fountain think about that shit like how much are we overlooking because me scared woman a big brain right let a woman be president just let it happen i promise you she's not going to start world war three when she's on the rag it's not going to happen yeah i don't all i want to do is like have a chocolate and a cry take some ibuprofen handle my shit hmm So just, I don't know. It just makes me mad that I just feel like the women we do know about in history are maligned, lied about. Or they're just doing
1: women roles, like the lady that sewed the American flag for the first time, shit like
0: that. Like, Oh, she did some sewing. Right, right, right. Well, she had a famous baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tired of this shit. Because you know what, We, we... If we're, okay, if we're as a society, we're patriarchal, then I expect in giving up some of my freedoms to be well taken care of. Right. I expect motherhood to be some kind of shiny, precious egg pedestal that I'm placed upon in which my little precious princess toes don't touch the ground and offerings are brought to me and my unborn. We birth y'all motherfuckers. The leading cause of death of pregnant women is their husbands or their boyfriends or their partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Women of color mm-hmm. die more often having babies. Mm-hmm. This cannot stand. If we're going to be, a, if y'all want us to be in the kitchen, then I need to be treated well and taken care of. You're treating me like a dog you hate. Right. And I'm talking about society as right. a whole. Right. So here's what I'm positing to you, you know, AFAB women, trans women out there, cis women. This can't happen to us any fucking Mm -hmm. more. They're not keeping their promise. Their promise was, we'll take care of you if you just give up some rights. Right. Burn it down. This woman was erased. Mm -hmm. I never hear about her. And she's really important to journalism. Well, and think about the things
1: that the, the ripples that were prevented you know what I mean? From her, from not getting her story out. Think about all the lives that could have changed. All the women that she, would have. Yeah. yeah. Had, had she become like, you know, the next Martin Luther King or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. had, had she become a household name that
0: everybody at least knew something that she did. How many women activists do we not know about? Exactly. Like, y'all, do you even know why we have gay pride? Look up the Stonewall riots. Mm-hmm. It was a trans woman mm-hmm. of color who started this shit.
1: Marsha P. Johnson.
0: Exactly. I love her so much. Me too. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and I'll have to do a Patreon. On her. We have to do, yeah, for sure. So I know this isn't true crime, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a fucking crime. I didn't know about this woman. Okay. Well, and it's a crime.
1: The things that they were doing. The oh, it's criminal behavior. You for know, sure. and she was basically being a detective.
0: You know, looking into
1: the crimes against
0: humanity. That's not all she did. She did so many articles exposing bribery Mm -hmm. in public office. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, basically dictatorship in Mexico. It got her... Run I got her out kicked out of Mexico. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And she's like, well, Yeah, fuck you. You're yeah. a dictator piece of shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just, I'm just like so proud of her. And
0: like, hey Amen. what yeah. a life she led. What an amazing person.
1: That's what I wanted to do whenever I went in. I was going to go into college for journalism. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to like. You wanted to be a Nellie Bly. I wanted to be a Nellie Bly without knowing who she was. I wanted to write the stories that like most women had to write while investigating
0: under yeah, the radar cool. I really wanted to do that I'm really proud of her mm-hmm. Even today Like if yeah. you watch your news And the lady anchor's always like Let me cover the human interest story Because that's yeah. all I that yeah. have Yeah Stop it We're done okay. We are done Take your fucking babies And your laundry And shove it all up your ass Yep That being said I, want, I made I an want amazing a, shepherd's pie
1: this evening <laughs> <laughs> I want a big mama the, the government So bad You know It needs a mama up in there I oh God. It really. I just want to put on like my my hair cap, get yes. my get my muumu on, my, my little house slippers, and chicken, a rolling pin, a
0: chicken frying dress, chicken frying dress. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know. I'm not seducing no so man's getting trip. all I don't want the Earl getting on my boobs, titties, my titas. Yeah. I don't want like a hole to like you know my nice 90s. That's for frisky time. But I will tell you this: I have seduced more men in that chicken frying dress <laughs> than I ever have in no Victoria's Secret. Just saying. It's, I ain't frying no more chicken for no man's. <laughs> Just saying. I'm done. I'm so mad. This right. story just made me proud and mad. Right. right. Proud that a woman, that's so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're sta- like, we wouldn't be doing this podcast, y'all. We're standing on yes. her shoulders.
1: We are absolutely standing on she her shoulders. She did this
0: so we could. Yes. And that's a legacy that needs to
1: be remembered. Yes. Well, and, and like, just think about, like, the scariest thing that we could possibly do right now. I, I don't know what that would be, like, probably scaling a cliff or something. But, like, there's, there's nothing in today's world that we could go do that would put us in as much danger as she walked into. At 23 years old She's a fucking baby And like the amount of people that died Due to those conditions is horrific And she knew And and it it was a social
0: knowing Because it's not just her generation That had to live through it She said when she left out of there Mm. She felt so guilty She had become so close to these women And she couldn't take them all with her She couldn't take any of them with her And she knew I'm going to write this And it's not going to help anybody Mm. Well, it did. It did and it Not, didn't.
1: It's one of those things whenever somebody, whenever somebody grants you something, when somebody gives you something and you say, I'm going to pay it forward. You never pay it back. Yeah. And it sucks. For sure. Because you want to pay it, it back. It broke her heart because. Absolutely. But she paid it forward. And from now on, you know, people have to cross their T's, dot their I's, and do all those, um, you know,
0: their standards. And regulations. And regulations and because be. of that. Yes. And so. I don't know. We just really, anybody. She saved thousands, if not millions of lives. Any woman who's a podcaster or a journalist
1: or a blogger or Or just, or just wants to, you know, research a researcher because women weren't even allowed to know things. They Mm -hmm. weren't allowed to know information.
0: There was like books that they couldn't even read. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, they thought that if we got in a car and went over 20 miles an hour, our uterus would fall out of our bodies because they're (laughs) fucking stupid. That shit's in there. I wish it'd fall out of my body. God damn, I'm done. (laughs) Like, how can you be so dumb? Like... That's the dumbest I didn't know that That's yes. stupid as fucking thing. It was either cars or trains I can't remember which it oh was but Oh my they're like, god We can't let the delicate ladies on here Their uterus will fly straight out of their body It's like that Ben
1: Shapiro guy That doesn't know anything about how a vagina works I love that he was just upset about
0: a wet pussy like, song Oh
1: something's wrong with them They're so wet Ew
0: I'm like oh I get it Yeah And you don't even loop up do you You're just you, go you and a popcorn fart man Yeah <laughs> Yikes. That's no fun for anybody. Why wouldn't you want your woman to be sexually liberated and smart and on top of her right. shit? Nothing is hotter than a woman who runs her shit yeah. and then comes to you with a wet ass pussy. That shit's hot. Because she doesn't need you, she just wants you. Yeah. So if you gotta control a woman so she'll fuck you, dude she's not really good enough. And you're getting some bad sex. You yeah. could be having some crazy porn star shit going on. But no fuck off mm. God sorry y'all I'm just mad <laughs> as per usual just impotent rage yes. I boil it I'm in a every- good Though, because I really liked researching this, I liked yeah. learning it. It felt good to mm-hmm. my brain, and I hope mm-hmm. it feels good to y'all's did brains you, too. I forgot what what platform. I mean, I know it was
1: on YouTube, but I forgot who did it. But there was a reenactment of the Nellie Bly story. It was like yes. a, it was like a. It's not a great movie. I watched. no, but it was cute though. You know it's what I mean? Cute. It was like a daytime Lifetime
0: type movie. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was it wasn't cute. enough atrocities, but so okay, guys. I want to tell you first. I have solved a mystery. <laughs> Here on this, okay. That's oh, cute. Well, okay. Oh no, no. Why no. the yeah. Mad Mike Markham episode blew the fuck up? And it happened weirdly and organically. So I'm scrolling on the Facebook reels, looking at dumb shit, just like a baby goat in a sweater. Very good. Someone filling a hole with mysterious, like, liquids. I don't know why they're doing that. Oh, don't like that stuff. I hate that stuff. But anyway, then I come across and there's stupid, mad Mike Markham's face, staring right at me. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Somebody had recently, like a week ago, made a reel talking about this story, and of course, it was loaded with misinformation because the guy's just a fucking con artist liar right Mm -hmm. y'all it's still a fun episode go listen to it yeah but it had like 1.5 1.5 million views mm-hmm. So what happened was Somebody looked at that And then they went Oh my well, Google it And so they Google it And what's the first thing That pops up When you Google it Our fucking episode Mystery fucking solved I See we are sure detectives this is, this is us being I'm detect- Nelly Bly it Yeah <laughs> No I was in my pajamas In my chicken frying dress Up in the bed <laughs> Jesus Christ eaten like brownie sundae. I'm like, oh, I discovered the mystery. Anyway, I don't want to burden y'all with business time too much because we're exhausted and my room still smells like dead raccoon. Oh my god. Please refer to the previous episode. I don't want to explain. No, it was on our Patreon episode, Lillian. Oh, listeners, I have no idea what you're talking about. A raccoon or something died under my house and I can't get to it, so the whole house smells bad. It's very upsetting. It's really stinky in here. I really want to go home. Yeah. So anyway, uh, check out our our links we do other stuff besides podcasting we have an amazing patreon with amazing patrons and amazing content so yes. go look at it i mean you could there's almost just as much content there as there is for free Yes. just to let you know also our discord ain't behind a paywall y'all i don't know why you're not in there talking to me come talk come talk to me show me pictures of your pets please mm-hmm. and your children if you feel comfortable doing so and you I just want to get to know. I just want to hang out. I want to chit chat. But anyway, our next episode is going to be a Marist Monday. We're just going to tell some fun, like halloween type stories. Join us for that. It'll be a good time. Otherwise, I love you guys. Thank you so much. If you're new, if you came here via the fucking Mad Mike Markham Facebook reel, reel why i'm glad you're here still (laughs) join our discord and let us know (laughs) be like yeah i was like what the fuck and i googled it there you
1: were yeah because we've been talking about it in discord like what the heck is going on why is this getting this old episode is
0: getting like so many listens that's just bizarre my poor maris is so shy he's just like oh god he's like freaking out but anyway i love you guys and i'll see you next time linktree slash Cruelty has all of the links Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.